1: Welcome, podcast listeners, to the Absolute Return Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Klamochko. I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Kesslering. And on today's show, we welcome special guests, Raphael Musseri, co-founder and CEO of Selena, and Ben Friedman, co-founder and CFO of BOA Acquisition. Selena is a fast-growing hospitality and experiential brand targeting millennial and Gen Z travelers. It recently announced a merger with BOA Acquisition at a $942 million enterprise value. On the show, Raphael and Ben discuss Selena's value proposition and how it differs from other hospitality brands, how Selena's operating model is asset-light, what BOA Acquisition found attractive about Selena's business model, Raphael and Ben's favorite Selena Vacation Spot and more. A point of disclosure: the Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF does hold shares and warrants of BOA acquisition. That being said, here's our show with Selena's CEO, Raphael Musseri and BOA Acquisitions Ben Friedman. All right, well, I'm pleased to welcome. We have Ben from BOA Acquisition, and we also have Rafi from Selena here to talk about business, the recently announced merger, going public transaction, and a lot of details on Selena, which I'm excited to get into. It makes me think that I really need a vacation because it is freezing cold here. So hopefully uh, checking out, uh, doing real on the boots, boots on the ground, due diligence on Selena is in my near term feature, Uh, somewhere hot preferably. But kicking off the podcast today, could we quickly touch on a history of both your backgrounds prior to the founding of both Selena and BOA, respectively. Rafi, why don't we start off with you?
2: Thank you. My pleasure being here, guys. Thanks for, for hosting us. Um, my background, born in Israel, raised in the um Till I was close to 26, spent about 12, 12 years in in the military service uh, with a major rank. Um, and and uh, since I was 30, I start my business and uh, venture, which today I'm 42 married with two little girls. Um, we live in the last 12 years in Latin America. We lived in New York, moved to London. So every time we open a new continent for Selena, we move with the brand and the key executives of the company. And today we're, uh, we're spending our time between uh, Israel, UK and, and New York and Latin America trying to maintain a nomadic lifestyle um, a little bit similar to our guests around the world. Now a little bit before Selena born, we 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 started a real estate venture with was quite kind of the same DNA, um buying critical mass real estate and creating the appreciation through destination building strategy, community building strategy. And then Selena was a very organic um, development of 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 this approach. And it started seven years ago. So it's kind of a background.
1: Okay, great. And Ben, how about yourself?
2: Uh, Julian, it's a pleasure. Thank you
3: so much for having us. Uh, my career, graduated Penn. I went to Wall Street and was a credit trader for a number of years before heading over to CQS, uh, which is a London-based hedge fund where I focused on high-yield and distressed investing. Uh, I was a portfolio manager there. And then I went over to Citigroup to help run our energy trading practices before launching BOA with a few Detroit natives, one of whom is my cousin, our CEO and chairman. And we raised $230 on the stock exchange in February of 2021 with a distinct focus on property technology and disruptive real estate-related enterprises. And we're fortunate enough to have found a wonderful partner in Selena and Rafi and Daniel, and we're very excited to be bringing them public, uh, hopefully with a deal closing in the first half of 2022.
1: Great, and I do want to do a deep dive into Selena. So founded in 2015, I find the mission quite interesting, inspiring authentic and meaningful connections to the world's first work, stay and play ecosystem. What inspired you to pursue this mission, Rafi?
2: Again, our both background, me and Daniel, two co-founders, both travelers. I crossed 14 countries in bicycle, stayed in every type of bicycle with a small tent, sleeping bag, food, and crossing India, Argentina, Chile, Egypt, and interesting places. And Daniel served since he's six years old all around the world. So we both love to travel. So the, the I think to, to, to get into a business in the, indus, in the hospitality industry was very natural, for us. number one. Number two, travel into many, many hostels, kind of an average age of 20, 21, very, very specific. And on the other side, we used to have all these traditional chains, walking into big lobbies with Americana, of course, on the morning, asking myself, this is it and that's like the best that the industry can deliver and it was obvious for both of us that there is a need of a new platform and first of all realize there was no any platform that the average age is anywhere between 30 to 35 you're either in the 20s and you're hostels or you're in the 45 50s and it was nothing that really catered for millennial gen z so couldn't be a bigger opportunity number two again Forty-three percent of the demand. The combined time of you know lifestyle accommodation—it's over two trillion. Just accommodation, eight hundred and fifty billion. When you look at that combined time, you are and 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 being able to launch the first platform, try to lead this category—it's an opportunity that you have not really often. So, and the third thing is very important: is realize that North seventy percent. Of those two generations which is close to two billion people appreciate experience over materialism and this for the first time so for the first time if you put your focus on experience programming content you're going to get more attention than if you're going to put your energy into physical spaces marble floors and so it's changed something shifts so you can build a palapa in mexico in twelve thousand dollars it's going to generate more revenue than a two million dollars launch in in tulum this is, for me, it's what those generations were presenting. And for us to build a brand, that's the number one KPI that you measure every morning. What percentage of my guests make a friend? Before revenue, before EBITDA, what percentage of them really make a new friend? And, and the percentage today is not 60%. That's, for me, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. and And the good news, when 60% of your guests make a friend, You're probably going to make more revenue than any other competitor in the area. The connection between people having fun, consuming, experience, content, programming, meeting new people and staying longer, spend more time with you, You want to stay in your co-working. It's all connected.
1: And so if I understand this correctly, and and no doubt that as a millennial, the travel and digital nomad lifestyle makes a lot of sense your value proposition at selena and how the company differentiates itself from other hospitality brands would just be more so on the experience side as you indicated you know making a friend is your number one kpi uh is it just you know you guys have this unique way of establishing these experiences and creating these connections in the operations that you offer
2: let's start from welcome drink first of all another data uh, of those two generations, that's 600 million people. The purpose of their travel is to interact, is to meet new people. This is a big number. When you hear again and again, the same boring pitch of commercial strategies, you need to improve your distribution channel. You need to improve your pictures. You need to improve people going through the same pattern. Imagine what's just going to happen if just by being the best place to socialize, what an amazing Uh, uh, commercial strategies, right? Even if it costs you to give a free drink or a free meal, but if you're just going to be the place that when you're telling someone to travel alone or with a friend, the chance of you meeting a new friend or interacting with them it's bigger in this space versus another space. You're going to choose the space where this chance is bigger. That's number one. Number two, I'll give you one example. Welcome drink. You walk into Selena, every Selena around the world, there is a welcome drink. The Welcome Week, it's a free cocktail made locally. All the new people that check in this morning or this afternoon, 5 p.m., they're going to meet in the most beautiful space. And the person that will facilitate this introduction will ask you a question, hey, where are you from? Where are you coming? How many days are you going to stay here? And that's enough in order to make this first introduction a little bit easier for people. You know, not everybody's brave to walk into a space and say, hey, my name is John. Where are you from? Right? Maybe 5% brave enough. 95% will not do it. Someone need to help this first step we're happy to be those facilitators in case.
1: okay and so just to provide some context to investors you have your millennial and gen z travelers they book a stay at a salina uh, property they walk in they get their free drink then what sort of experience can a customer expect
2: so there's few brand standards so we always co-working, professional co-working, a place that you can really have a very great Wi-Fi all around the world. It's a small village in Amazonas, in Ecuador, all the way to Chelsea, New York, or Camden Market, London, etc. So great Wi-Fi, great co-working. There is always, uh, depends on the size of the location, a small cinema it can be for 10 people, it can be for 40 people. But it's a great space, well-designed, 100% upcycled. You have a nice, small library. You have a very, a little bit like an upgraded common kitchen. Remember the hostel days that was used to be a common kitchen? So yeah, we upgrade this product called the common kitchen into a little bit more design. And you can see young families. You can see 25 years old backpackers. You can see 35 years old people staying in suite and going to hang out and cook. So that's those kind of amenities exist in every Selena. Always you're going to have a food and beverage space one, two, three, or more, depends on the size of the Selena. Always content and programming. Always two or three or four events. Now, this can be from a running group. It can be a yoga session. It can be a talk on the roof. It can be just the live music. We're always going to try to maximize the amount of activities that will organically allow people to interact. This, and now, from a room's perspective, everything between dorms, Big dorms, private boutique dorms, uh all the way to standards, kind of the three star product. You have all the way to the suite and the loft, which is the fours and the five stars. So every Selena from $10, $20 to the four, five hundred dollars. Again, Tulum right now it's hundred percent occupied and then seven hundred dollars an hour. And and which is it's a very expensive because Tulum in those days is very expensive. But at the same time you can have uh locations that there is no high demand and, and it's different. But this kind of democratic approach of accommodation, saying we don't really care, you know, what the financial background. If you have twenty dollars, we have a bed for you. If you have five hundred dollars, there's a great suite for you. In the common area, everybody is one. We're never going to give a better attention to the client that spends three hundred dollars a night versus the family that took a dorm four for the two kids and parents. Always the same. Always treating everybody in the same way.
3: And Julian, I think what's so interesting about what Rafi and the Selena team have put together is, if you think about how Zara became to be or H&M became to be in the mixing and matching of fast fashion with luxury fashion and things of those nature, for this generation, um, you know, an average age of 30, this hits that exact subset of the consumer base that's looking for these variety of different experiences. And all of that is underpinned by a very specific and well-diligent manner of construction that allows them to standardize the process of real estate acquisition, of uh, development, while at the same time creating a unique product and a unique experience for each individual traveler that comes. So you're talking about, at this juncture, the world's largest lifestyle and hospitality brand. There's, you know, north of 130 locations, there are across you know, almost every continent, but Antarctica. And they've been able to do this in under six years. And, you know, as we think about, you know, on the BOA side, when we were looking at this asset and trying to figure out what is the generational shift, it really is. Rafi figured it out. And, you know, they've been a COVID beneficiary as a result of this institutionalization of remote work. And we expect to see average stays increase. We expect to see ADRs increase over time. And as he pointed out, when you're having a good time, when you're socializing, you tend to spend more money on food, beverage and experience. And so when you look at this type of asset versus a traditional three to four star hotel property, that's not providing, you know, much in the way of food and beverage, take a standard Hilton garden Inn. Um, you know, maybe somebody goes down to the bar and has a cocktail, but in this experience, you're, you might be signing up for classes, there's add ons, it's tech enabled, you can do all of it on your phone from booking your room to booking your experience, to meeting new people in that particular location. And what's so powerful about that is they generate an excess of 40% of their revenue from food and beverage and experience. So we're not talking about standard hotels doing in the way Mm. of 10 to 12%. Uh, So you can only imagine the fact that, you know, they're driving foot traffic from the local community, which is having an ancillary benefit on revenue. North is 60% of that revenue generation from food, beverage, and experience comes from people not staying in the hotel. So they've become, as Rafi likes to say, the place to be for the local community, which in turn has been able to allow them to drive foot traffic from travelers, which is a heads and beds revenue. And when we think about growing that globally, this network effect should be cumulative and be able to drive ever increasing profit margin, uh, north of you know 25 to 27% by 2025, as we see economies of scale grow here. So we're incredibly excited about the investment thesis, uh, their ability to touch their NPS scores. You know, frankly, everything that they've done here, all of the major hotel chains have taken a stab at over the last decade and have failed to standardize the process to allow them to have global growth scope and scale that Celine has done in such a short time frame.
1: And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest growing alternative investment solution providers with a suite of institutional caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate One Choice Alternative Portfolio ETF, symbol 1C ONEC on the TSX is Canada's first alternatives portfolio solution, providing exposure to six alternative asset classes, 10 alternative strategies, and one easy-to-use, one-choice ETF that charges a management fee of just 0.2%. The Accelerate One Choice Alternative Portfolio ETF trades under the symbol 1CONEC on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com.
2: Oh, and that's very interesting. When you when you talk about being when you're
1: traveling, you want to be where the locals are. And so that's that's really interesting. Um, where a material portion of of the revenue is is coming from from local traffic. Rafi, how how is Selena's operating model asset
2: light? And how how do you use capital partners within your business model? So watching many, many real estate growth startups in the last few years for me it was very very obvious because in hospitality you can do you can go franchise you can go management you can go lease you can go prop prop this is kind of the four ways right you can buy and operate and if you choose just to operate you have three ways to go you can franchise lease or management ideally if you decide just to operate you want to lease why because in the lease, you have the opportunity, if you're a good operator, you have the opportunity to make 20 to 25% margin. When in franchise, you're going to make 1% to 2%. In management, you're going to do 3 to 4%. To maximize your profits, you want to go to the lease. But lease basically bring two big disadvantages. Very high liabilities in your books because you need to lease the property for 20 years. You want, you want security. So... That's a disadvantage. And the second disadvantage of lease, you need to put a lot of money out of your balance sheet because you lease the property for 20 years, you need to invest a lot of capex in the conversion of the not relevant box, as we like to call it, to the relevant box. So, Selena, and again, I'm, there is a lot of data out there. I believe we're the we're the only company in the hospitality area today that took the advantage of the lease, enjoying the high margins of 18 to 25%, and taking out completely the two disadvantages. So Selena in 100% of his leases have a termination clause with an average of two to two and a half years. So Selena can terminate without the penalty while our landlords commit to us for 20 years. That's a very, very unique lease model that as a fact in COVID, Selena lost no deals. Selena have no litigation. We have a very strong leverage and very and, and, and a great relationship because we turn we convert underutilized assets into great destinations. So you as a landlord, you're gonna watch how in a three-month process a young group of locals came and convert this space to the most hip, cool, and sexy product in the town. You will not really, you know, it's not gonna be that easy for you to let this operator to leave, right? So that's Disadvantage number one, which we sold. We have a termination clause for a very, again, strong relationship with that Number two, the conversion cost. Let's say that conversion cost costs between twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a key. If you want to open 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 keys a year, you can end up with 150 million or with a big number of capex out of your balance sheet, which is going to take you years to become profitable or years to turn your business to, to you know, you know to stop burning capex. So again, we build a strong brand, we prove the model, and then real estate institutions, local REITs, and INet individual came to Selena and hey, I would like to be your local partner in this specific geography. So Selena today, in 100% of the countries we are operating, we have local partners. Those local partners pay the conversion. So Selena choose the location. We say, this is where we wanna build the next destination. Our local partner fund the conversion, and Selena basically stay asset light, with a termination clause, enjoying 18 20 margin. That's a summary.
1: And one of the best parts about being asset light is that you don't need as much capital to grow. You guys certainly have grown and scaled quickly, 130-plus locations in just six years. So kudos to that. And you recently announced this going public transaction which I assume will just supercharge that growth. So BOA and Selena merging uh, pro forma company equity value of 1.2 billion enterprise value of 942 million. First, how did this deal come together?
2: Please bet.
3: First. So we'd actually had the, the pleasure of having worked with the Selena folks for a number of years. Uh, my cousin, Brian is in the hospitality space and is a, uh, In individual asset location and had worked with the Selena team on identifying U.S. based assets previously. As we were looking at the COVID landscape and trying to identify something that was disruptive, we had a conversation internally and we said, you know what, at this juncture with the shift to remote work, with what COVID is doing and transforming the manner in which we're operating on a day-to-day basis this is the right time to start talking to a group of individuals that have been able to exponentially grow in such a short period of time. And so the conversations began in earnest, and we were lucky enough to to be able to work with a wonderful partner here to consummate this transaction. And now, obviously, we get the joy of going um, to a lot of these business functions together and really getting to tell the story. But as we thought about What is going to change in the world? And I come back to the fact that these are the first guys to scope, to scale this globally. And Rafi doesn't love love this analogy as much, but the process that they've put in place is not dissimilar to how McDonald's utilize a global growth strategy with regards to a standardized box, utilizing standardized real estate procedures, but at the same time, taking into account the tastes and preferences of each individual country within which they operate. So, if I'm in McDonald's in Japan and I'm in McDonald's in the United States, I'm not going to have all the same product offerings. Selena's created a local product built by locals, upcycling their furniture. And the most important part is their speed is their advantage in terms of the ability to get to market. So, they can upcycle, renovate an underutilized asset, bring it to market in three to four months. And all of a sudden, that's a huge competitive advantage in that market. Now, imagine if you have the ability to become That asset driver across an entire country, which is what we've seen them do in Panama and Costa Rica and now into Israel, Europe, United States, and all of these things, they've been able to do it so quickly. So that's disruptive. Their method of doing things is disruptive. You know, I was reading about Airbnb the other day and all the things they want to bring to the market in twenty twenty two. Selena's been doing that for years before remote work was anything other than a pipe dream for a number of people, but As data shifted to the cloud, as internet has become ubiquitous, we now all have the ability to experience what Selena offers. And there's a huge potential as this network grows to not only increase the number of people coming and staying at our places, increase the length of stay and all of those different things as a function of being able to travel from a Selena in New York to the Selena in Panama, to the one in Tulum, to the one in Portugal and you know, back into Israel, you can travel around and become a a true beneficiary of the network they've created. So all of those things are in so far as to say, we think that the growth potential here is limitless because the mismatch on the assets they're, they're looking for and the demand from the consumer base just means that we have the opportunity to take advantage of this. And at this juncture, we're the global growth leader. That's a competitive advantage. And now to capitalize them appropriately, to give them the additional firepower, to look at a variety of different types of transactions, whether it's portfolios of hotels, strategic mergers, uh, adding new types of product services and offerings, all of that is only gonna grow. And I think one of the coolest things they've done over the last few years is this, is a shift towards a, a cashless product it's a wristband. I'm sure rocky's wearing one right now. I wore one when I stayed at the asset in Camden, uh, just across the street from um, the concert hall in London. And, you know, that drives incremental profit growth. They're taking advantage of microchips and, and, you know, applications and all of that to continue to drive. So it's tech forward, it's tech enabled. And I think that's ex- exciting. That's disruptive. And you want to be a part of a disruptive exponential growth company. Um, and we're just lucky enough to have been able to strike up a wonderful relationship with Rafi and Daniel. And fortunately enough, uh, they head of business development and I went to college together. So there were some pre-existing relationships that gave us some comfort here. And I think the sky's the limit for these guys.
1: And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest growing alternative investment solution providers with a suite of institutional caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund, symbol ARB on the TSX, is the world's first SPAC-focused ETF with a diversified portfolio of SPAC and merger arbitrage opportunities in an easy-to-use, low-cost ETF. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF trades under the symbol ARB on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Great to hear. Certainly, you seem excited about the, uh, you know, the technological disruption and the global potential about the Selena business model. Now, Rafi, as a company that's going to be out there in the public markets, it's important to kind of set the stage as for what investors can expect. So, what what can we look forward to over the next five to ten years? I know that in your investor presentation. You're indicating that uh, you could get to 1.2 billion in revenue by 2025. You also mentioned this new Nomad Passport subscription service. Uh, what do you expect, and what can uh, ex investors look forward to with respect to Selena's future?
2: So, I think, first of all, the most important, which is the most important in Escudac, to stay authentic and to build unique locations around the world and scale. Everybody that deal with lifestyle, every operator, every person that builds a company that deals with lifestyle. The most important thing is to stay relevant, is to stay unique for the community where you build. When I build location in Santa Teresa in Costa Rica, and in the same week we open a location in Venice in Portugal, and we're opening Melbourne in Australia, and Marrakech coming soon. The most important things for the, that the community need to know that we commit that each of those locations is gonna be 100% local, That's going to be the place where the local community is going to choose to go and you will follow them. The local community will never follow the international community. That's number one. It's the most difficult job. It's what Selena nailed. We call it internally the destination building strategy. We're going to keep putting 90% of my time will go towards the destination building strategy to ensure we're unique wherever we go. By the way, the way we're doing that, and this is the time to say thank you for our experience board around the world. Experience board are three to two people in every village where Selena operates. It's three people with no hospitality background, zero business background. They just know what the local wanna do. They can be coming from the creative industry, can be DJs, can be great production people, can be creative people. They know what their friends wanna consume in Marrakesh or in Chelsea or in DC. They writing down the concept book of Selena. So a promise to our community, We're going to stay relevant and unique, number one. Number two, every place on this globe that experience can be delivered, we're going to put a box. I I think that there are three platforms that you need to build in order to be able to scale. And there are three platforms that need to be built. One of them is the technology platform. You need to be able to plug and play every location around the world quickly. The second is the real estate platform. You need to find a way to to find those distressed or underutilized assets and in 90 days, convert them and triple the revenue. This is a very interesting platform. Imagine you walk in with 30 people, you upcycle all the furniture, you bring it back to the rooms, a lot of art, and you open. You plug it into your technology platform that allow you to operate, right? And then the third platform is the destination business strategy. I feel today after seven years and more than $250 million investment to date, we've finished, we, we never, you never finished to build a platform, the sweet platform in a very advanced stage. To the point that I feel very comfortable to put Selena all around the world, we just started. It's the beginning of the beginning of this brand.
1: That's a really good story. And prior to letting you guys go, Rafi and Ben, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I want to know, what's your favorite Selena location globally? Sam, so planning on traveling, where would you recommend I go? Ben, we can start with you.
3: So I I would say um, you know Camden, because that was the first Selena I ever stayed at. Was the best experience for me. There's a wonderful vegan restaurant called Power Plant. We're right across the street from the Orchestra Hall. It's just a really unique location, um, and that's where we, me and Rafi had some really fun conversations. Um, but I've had the opportunity to experience them all across North America, and, and I just love the vibe that they brought off. You know, we spent a bunch of time down at the rooftop in Chelsea in New York. Uh, there's a beautiful pool. DJs is there every night. There's, you know, a very hip crowd. It's it's just a different experience. It's a different vibe. I and mean, I think that they're going to be able to bring that. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, I haven't been able to experience some of the new locations in Israel, but I follow them on, on Instagram. And if I could ever get to the destination in Ramon, uh, I would be happy as a clam. It's a beautiful glamping uh, setup that they put together. I think Rafi was able to put this property, uh, to work in under 30 days and it's, you know, one 20, of
2: the highest, 27 days, 27, 20, 27 days, highest, days. That, one of the highest revenues Selena ever, one of the hotels ever delivered per square meter in 27 days. Wow. And,
3: and what they're doing is exciting and it makes you want to be a part of it. Um, so I welcome as soon as, you know, travel restrictions, uh, abate the the opportunity to go just about everywhere in the network and
2: you know experience the lifestyle
1: all right rafi oh how about God, you difficult a crowd yeah
2: so i would tell first of all um our remote costa rica mexico portugal Peru um bolivia argentina and i'm just saying Selena, go to the obvious destinations but Selena everywhere looking for the unique ones, the remote of the grid, the places that people coming and they can't believe that someone put these boxes together. So my favorite places, obviously, are the of the grid remote. Now they're packed with Americans, Canadians, right now, Europeans, there is no space because again, they're staying for a long time and, 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 and working, playing, staying, and they're having fun. So, and if I need to choose, if I need to choose one, wow, Wow. <laughs> I would say Florianapolis, Brazil has mm. an incredible combination of one of the best surf clubs in Brazil, combined with the most incredible skate park in Brazil, combined with a pool garden, with an internal big spa for the winter days and, and a great partnership with Volcom. We just opened in Florianapolis uh, with ABG, a big Volcom by Selena Surf Club, which we're expanding right now around the world. In, so Florianapolis, Brazil, it's a great one. But there's so many, it's a difficult question.
1: Yeah, Rafi, I think you had me sold, as soon as you said, a surf and skate club. I'm interested. So thanks, gents, for coming on the show today. For investors interested in the story, BOA Acquisition trades under the ticker symbol BOAS, the merger with Selena, expected in the first half of 2022. Did you guys uh, announce a ticker symbol for Selena once the deal's done yet? SLMA. S-L-N-A. All right. Well, thanks, gents. Wish you the best of luck. And it's an exciting story. We'll be monitoring it.
3: Thank you so much, Julian and Mike. And have a happy new year. All
1: right. You as well. Julian and
2: Mike, thank you so much.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Absolute Return Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. The views expressed in this podcast are the personal views of the participants and do not reflect the views of Accelerate. No aspect of this podcast constitutes investment, legal or tax advice. Opinions expressed in this podcast should not be viewed as a recommendation or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment strategies. The information and opinions in this podcast are based on current market conditions and may fluctuate and change in the future. No representation or warranty expressed or implied is made on behalf of Accelerate. As to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Accelerate does not accept any liability for any direct, indirect or consequential loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of relying on all or any part of this podcast and any liability is expressly disclaimed.